0: It's Thursday. It's time for another travel log. If you are at your desk in San Francisco, writing an email and thinking, Man, what am I gonna have for lunch? Am I gonna get one of those sandwiches again? That's quite a good last time. I don't want to change just in case it's not that good. If you are on the tube, kind of listening to this and looking at the guy in front, thinking, Man, why does that guy keep staring at me? Have I got something on my face? What's what's going on here? then I would invite you to come join me. I'm in NERJA. <laughs> I have a terrible Spanish accent. Uh, see, I try to not make it sound Brazilian, but I fail every time, so then I just sound like an English person trying to speak Spanish. But uh, yeah, that's where I am. I am in NERJA, which is in the south of Spain, the very south of Spain, near to Malaga, which I just found out like 10 minutes ago was um, is where Alejandro Sanz is from, apparently. Might not be true. Who knows? I'll look it up. But I I am in an airbnb it's lovely the woman here is so nice and we've just had like last night we had a conversation about through about three hours and then this morning we had another one and it's like she doesn't speak any portuguese i don't speak barely any spanish and like i'm speaking portuguese she's she's speaking spanish and like full-on conversation it's amazing man it's so cool there's a little tip if you go to a portuguese speaking or a spanish speaking country you only need to learn one language it's all good That's where I am. So I'd like I'd invite you to join me and let's see what's been going on. I've got a few messages as well that I'd like to go through, a few questions to answer, which I'll get to at the end. And what's been happening over the last week? Let's see. So I was in the other Airbnb. So I oh yeah, look quite a lot's happened. So I went from there to go pick up Linus from Beneficio, which is the hippie commune that I left him at. And I spent the night there and it was it was amazing. (laughs) it really was, so, okay, I'll paint the picture, so you have to go up this mountain, right, you can drive up the mountain, it's all, you know, windy roads up this mountain, and then there's this little bit, it's not signposted or anything, it's just this little kind of dirt road that goes off the road, right, and you go down there, maybe 100, 200 yards, something like that, and there's like a car park, and there's all these cars there, you know, maybe, maybe 10, 15, 20 cars, and uh and some crazy people like legitimately crazy people <laughs> like uh the people that got kicked out of Beneficio and now they hang around the the Car Park area trying to sell drugs etc and I, like Lena said what do you have to do to get kicked out of a hippie commune right that's the question but uh <laughs> yeah so then you go up from there that's where I met Lena's right he met me in the car park and then we went up and you have to kind of climb a bit and everywhere is you are walking up, then you're walking down and then you're going across this mountain bit and then you go over there. And so there's tents everywhere. There's tents, everywhere. there's yurts, there's teepees, there's like, there's houses that people have built there. And it's this area in the mountains where apparently about 300 people live. And not that you'd know it being there cause everyone's so spread out, but they all live there. And <laughs> the way they live is amazing. So, so we hung out with these German guys. Everyone there seems to be German as well. A lot of Germans are. So, um, yeah, they uh, they live there, and every Thursday they go down into the town into Orgiva. Don't know how to say that. O r g i v a. Orgiva. That's how you'd say it if you were English trying to say a Spanish word. So they go down into the town, and it's the market day. So they help out with the market. And then because they help out, the guy who has the stall gives them loads of fruits and vegetables and everything like this. So they get them all in the big box. And then they go around the town and they go through all the bins, all the trash cans, and uh, and they find all the food. And man, it is amazing. They call it recycling because it is really. It's amazing what people throw away. I know you've heard it before, but Man, it's crazy. So they go down there and they go, yeah, let's go recycling. And then they they start and then they're putting it all into this big box. Everything they find, I mean, like unopened pasta, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. And like wine, they found wine, uh, candles, (laughs) like everything, loads of food, loads of great food. They put it on this box and they have to, they have to stop like. Because they're filling up the box, they get the the main guy is just like, okay, everyone stop, everyone stop, we've got too much, we have too much. And so they go back up, back up the mountain to the to the commune, and uh, that'll last them a week, easy. So, so they're spending no money on accommodation, obviously, and they're spending no money on food, and they're just living the life, man. It's a beautiful place. There's a picture I took on, uh, it's on my Instagram, Backpack Digital, and uh, man, check it out, it's. It's a wonderful place, wonderful place. So I spent the night there, and that was really fun. Uh, Yeah, and then we set off from Beneficio, right? We packed up all the bike again, got all the bags on the back, and I'll, I'll paint the picture, right? So if you look at the bike from the side, right? On top of the tank is my bag, which is, uh, you know, admittedly not that big, but like on top of the tank is my bag. Then there's me, you know, me just sitting there. And then there's Linus behind me. And then behind Linus is my, my tent pack and my bike stuff. So there's a couple of bags on the back, you know, behind the back seat. And then on top of that is Linus's bag, which is one of those big old backpacker bags, right? Super heavy. So so that's on the, on the backrest, right? And then we're going down, we get to Orgiva, which is like just down the mountain, you know, down the hill. And then he's like, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, oh no, Oh, there's a smoke coming out from the bike. What's going on? So I get off the bike, <laughs> I get to the side of it and I have a look and the backrest is, <laughs> it used to be perpendicular to the road. It is now parallel. <laughs> it is just bent straight down and it ain't holding anything anymore. So we're like, okay, uh what what do we do here <laughs> so uh so i was like right okay first things first let's get to a cafe let's sit down let's get a drink and let's think about this right and so we do that and then we come to the conclusion that we can no longer continue on <laughs> with the way we have the bike set up so Luckily in Okiva, there's a guy I stayed with, this German guy, uh, just after I left, uh, Linus in beneficio. And, uh, yeah. And so we went to his, his place and we were like, dude, can we crash? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course, course, of course. So we go there <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, the bikes, it's not usable for the two of us anymore. So I'm like, dude, okay, you got to get to Morocco. Like you're in a good place for hitchhiking, but I don't know what your plan is. He's like, man, no, I'm going to walk. I'm like, what? he goes yeah so i'm gonna go get the ferry from a place called motril again can't speak spanish and um and he's like yeah i'm gonna walk it's like eight hours walk i was like cool well i'll i'll take you back and uh on the back of the bike you know where you would sit and you can walk cool and so the next day he sets off early in the morning too early for me he woke me up he's like dude i'm going i was like cool i'm going back to sleep so he left and then uh, a bit later, I strapped the bag on the bike and then whew, zoomed down there. And so we went down to Motril. And then <laughs> and then the next day, <laughs> he's like, right, I'm going to get on the ferry, right? I'm like, cool. Uh, is that, does that cost a lot? He's like, yeah, too much. I'm going to hitchhike. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I'm going to hitchhike my way across the ferry, like across the water into a different continent. I'm like, cool. And so, <laughs> and so he goes to the port, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ask like truckers if I can, if I can, because in trucks, you have two seats at the front and they're allowed to take two people, right. And just pay for the one. So they have a spare seat that's like free, you know? So he goes up, he says, I'm going to go up to the truckers. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to try my best French, you know, because <laughs> most, mostly they're Moroccan and, uh, and I'm going to try and get in their seat, you know, and he comes back after about 10 minutes and i see him out the window because our hotel was right next to the port and i see him out the window and i look and i give him a thumbs up as a question and uh, he gives me the okay symbol i'm like what he comes in and he's like yeah first truck i asked got it so he hitchhiked across (laughs) the water into another continent how cool is that how cool is that man the guy's got style the guy has style so then I leave Motril and I'm heading down the road and I see kind of, sometimes Sometimes when you're riding on the bike, I had that amazing feeling, by the way, I'm going on a lot of tangents here, but I had one of those feelings where you go, man, it doesn't get better than this. You know, those feelings where you're in a situation, and then suddenly you you kind of go outside of yourself and you look at the situation, and you go, man, this is it. This is this is what I've been searching for. <laughs> and that moment was when I was I was on the bike, right? And uh to my right was all this mountainous area. To my left was the coastline and you can see all these these kind of towns with the the white buildings and it just looked amazing. And I was there riding the bike listening to Panama by Van Halen. And I was just like, Man, this is it. This is it. I'm there like kind of oh, man. <laughs> It was so good, and I live for those moments, man. And so I, I, kind of went down into that town because I thought it looked nice, and it was Naha, and here I am. And that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about today, which is slow travel, which I'll touch on because it's, it's a bit of a strange subject. Some people, some people are into it, some people aren't. But I think, I think it's a state of mind thing, you know. I think it's a it's a style of travel, and I think it's a state of mind. And so for me, the reasons that I like it, I feel that it's more, it's more immersive. And when I do things, I like to be immersed into them. I like to fully get in there, have a good look around, check every, every little bit of it and then, you know, consider it done. I don't like to just walk on through and go, yeah, cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, here's an example, not an example, here's an analogy, right? And so, hmm, is this going to go? No, no, it's okay. So here's an analogy. If, no, it's not going to go weird. So if I meet a girl on the road, right, that happens, that happens a lot, right? So if I meet a girl on the road, I don't, in fact, even not on the road, right? I don't like to have those transient kind of, uh, say, one day, two day, one night things I don't like those you know it's like that to me is like the typical sightseeing travel right it's like (laughs) it's like you get into Paris you go see the Eiffel Tower and then you go cool done tick right and that's (laughs) I'm I'm just now hearing how how this analogy works in in a lot of ways but uh, yeah so that is that's what that is like you know to me with the analogy but but what I prefer is, for example, in Indonesia, right, there was this girl, right, and we were we were together, we were an item, we were in a relationship for uh, however long it was, I and mean, it wasn't long, it was like a month or two months or whatever, and to me, that is much, I get much more out of that, you can explore much more, you can feel much more, and what is life if it's not to feel as much as you can feel to develop this vast range of emotions and to feel every emotion that you can in the, in the time that you have. And if you look at life, like, uh, it's another analogy. If you look at life, like the time that you have in a country, so say for example, you have a month in Indonesia, there you go. So say that's your lifetime, you know, scale up that month to 80 90 years if you're healthy and you don't smoke i really should stop (laughs) so what are you going to do in that time and how is that time better spent is it better spent rushing around and seeing everything you want to see and then taking it off but not really seeing you know there's a difference to seeing and experiencing and there's a difference to being there and (laughs) being there (laughs) i couldn't think of another word so i thought i'd just say it differently but I think you know what I mean. And so, yeah, I like, I like delving into it. I like the immersion. I think you understand where I'm coming from here. The other thing I like about it is the fact that you have more choice, more options. And that's something, again, I like. You know that I don't like the permanence of things. I don't like being stuck in one place, you know. I don't like being in a job that I know I can't leave. I don't like any of these things. And so with slow travel, you have... I mean, if you're if you're slow traveling like I am and you have literally no time limit, like I could be on this trip for I could live in Nurha for 10 years. It doesn't matter. So with that, that gives you the ultimate choice that gives you the ultimate options, you know, amount of options. You can do whatever you want. You can decide to stay in one place for a year because you want to learn how to mine for gold. (laughs) you want to learn how to make wine so you stay in Chile for seven years you know you can and then say after three years you go okay I've learned everything I need to about wine I'm gonna go so you do it's I don't know man I think there's many more options that it gives you also as travelers I'm sure you know that the things that Hmm. The things that affect you most, the things that you look back on and you go, man, that was amazing. A lot of those things happen when you didn't realize they were going to. If your trip is planned out, I, I guess I'm getting into planning here, but if your trip is planned out and you go, right, Eiffel Tower on Tuesday, or the French thing on Wednesday, can you tell I'm not a tourist? <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you planned out, then you know what's going to happen. There's not a lot of room for things to come in and change your life you know? But if you're slow traveling, then you have all the time in the world and you talk to everyone, or at least I do. I talk to everyone and you'll find, in fact, with Linus, I just went up to him and said, hey, how's it going? But if you are not slow traveling, <laughs> if you're fast traveling, I suppose, then that, hey, how's it going, will turn into an evening's conversation, which is great. But then that evening's conversation could turn into a two-week Hitchhiking, motorcycling, orange-stealing adventure. <laughs> and that is only possible, only made possible by slow travel. So those are some of the reasons that that I do enjoy it. And that was prompted by a question from Emma, I believe, from Instagram. Her Instagram name, I'm going to butcher this, is photography. That's A N A let's try and talk properly a-n-a-m-n-i-s-e-i-s i I could just add on z q the batman symbol yeah (laughs) she also says this week's episode was good thank you very much there's a lot of people who travel who have batted drop shipping around so much so I'm tired of hearing about it. Yes, as as how they make money, but they've had to learn all this new stuff for them to be able to achieve that. That's true. However, you just took what you know. I wouldn't have associated sound engineering with being able to be anywhere in the world, but it's just looking at it differently, and I think that's amazing. Thank you very much, first of all, and I totally agree. I totally agree when you say about the drop shipping. Now, weirdly, I got another. Uh, i got another message about this thing and yeah, (laughs) so this is from Corey Haggart. I hope I'm saying that right. We talked for quite a while about motorcycles. This guy's really fun to talk about, man. Boy, does he know his motorcycles. Awesome. And punk rock music. Amazing. So he said, just listen to the rant episode. I love that it's called that. Um, Please don't get sponsored by how to be a digital nomad, self-help educational tools slash podcast slash bullshit. (laughs) Yes, there are so many travel podcasts, YouTube vloggers, etc. doing that. All travel personalities have obligatory how-to episodes, how to pack, what to pack, our equipment, budgets. But I feel that the how to earn as you travel seems like vampires. How to earn thousands of dollars just by watching TV type thing. Not quite, you know what I mean? Man, boy, do I agree with that. (laughs) I'm so sick of like, well, not so sick, I don't really care, but like... On Instagram, when you post a picture, right? And if you hashtag it like travel or something like that, there'll always be a comment that comes up like, hey, I love this picture, which obviously they haven't looked at. Hey, I love this. (laughs) I love this picture. Uh, Click my link to find out how you can travel for free or how you can, you know, how you can fund your travel. Wouldn't it be great? It's like, dude, I don't know. It's, (laughs) it kind of hits that point in my brain. Maybe it's the punk rock point, but I, I don't like that man. I, I, I don't like the fact, first of all, I don't like the fact that somehow they're profiting off it. I don't know. Maybe it's an anti-capitalist thing, but I don't like the fact that they're, they're profiting off giving people, I know, I know it sounds like a normal exchange, but they're giving people the knowledge and the how to and stuff like that kind of with, in my opinion, outdated knowledge with, uh, drop shipping and, and other digital nomad things, which, yeah, some people d- can do. But in my opinion, it's outdated and it's kind of a little fatty. And with these Internet things, they do move on quicker than people think. So, I don't know, everyone that does drop shipping and stuff like that, you know, if you don't know what dropshipping is, it's like... Well, you can look it up. There's many, many resources and people trying to get you into it. So it seems disingenuous. Something about it doesn't seem like it's coming from their need to help people, their want to help people. It's coming from them seeing a gap in the market, then them seeing that people want to travel but don't know how and going, hey, we could make a course, hey, we could make a this, we could make a that, and then going on every podcast, going on everything, and then trying to trying to profit off that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. There's, to answer the question, there's no way I would be, or this show would be sponsored by that. Yeah, it just seems like their marketing is like from JML. There's an English reference. I don't know what the American equivalent with QVC, I suppose. It's like, with this now, you can get a free thing. And I don't know, man, I hate all that stuff. You know, But I'm, I'm happy to talk more about this to people so feel free to message me about that but when it comes to sponsors the thing I'm thinking more is because I would only have this show sponsored by things that I believe in things that I have used things that I use often things that you know what I mean things that I know would be good for people because I don't want to just go hey try this uh try this thing I don't know you know stuff that I know you don't need stuff that because that's the thing you don't need to take this course to learn how to do dropshipping to do that, which may or may not work in your goal to becoming location independent. What I think is much better to do is to learn the basics of not business, but just read the four-hour work week. There you go. Anyway, (laughs) so, yeah, what I would have the show sponsored by is more like couch surfing, you know, something like that, something that I've used and something that I think is a force for good you know if you don't know what couch surfing is i don't know why you wouldn't but it's basically people say hey i've got a spare couch or bed or room or whatever uh, and people can come crash and then when you're in their city you you look up who's in the city and you go hey can i come crash at yours they go yeah no worries and then you make a friend and then you stay at their place and no money changes hands it's amazing that is the type of thing that is the type of thing that i would have as a sponsor something like that or like I've been thinking about underwear recently, because uh, <laughs> I've used the same, in fact, I was going to say I've used the same pair of underwear for about three years now, but not the same pair. Actually, <laughs> I only have two pairs, so <laughs> it's almost like that, but I've used the same brand. I've only got two pairs, and I've used the same brand, and they're amazing. They're super, super good, but there's another one. <laughs> there's another one that is kind of uh, is sponsoring every podcast in the world ever now and I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about it but I actually want to try them out and see if they're any good I can't see them beating the one I wear so I don't know we'll see what happens but that's the type of thing that's the type of thing where the product oh man I hate all these words the product is actually I believe in it you know that's the only thing I would have as a sponsor on the show you know I wouldn't sell you guys out like that (laughs) right so I also got a message of Helena hello Helena And she says, well, we had a bit of a conversation, but she (laughs) later said, I'd love some tips for what to do around Mumbai. I know you spent some time in India. Also, having your podcast is such a release in my life. I've actually just withdrawn from Exeter University studying biochemistry because I was so unhappy. I was always told that uni is what you have to do with your life and it's the only way to get somewhere successful. But hearing all the interviews on your podcast, I learned that you don't have to aim for a nine to five behind a block of wood job. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And I remember I replied to that actually. And uh, yeah, I think it's so cool. It's, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but I think it's so cool that that she withdrew from uni, that you withdrew. Hello, Helena, that you withdrew from uni. I think that's amazing because it's going against, like you said, it's going against what people perceive as to what the correct life path is. And if you look at how individual people are, How is there one life path? How (laughs) I don't know, man. I've always referred to it as the script, you know. It's a script that people follow and a script that they feel uneasy if they don't follow because what lies the other side of the script, if you go unscripted, if you go ad lib, if you lead an an ad lib life, then it brings in some worry. People fear the unknown. That's a natural human reaction. We're supposed to fear fear the unknown. But I think what's in the unknown is... (laughs) it's very much worth the fear. You know, people follow the script of, okay, let me see. What is the script? I need to think about this. (laughs) So they go to school and then after school, they go to uni and then in uni, maybe they'll meet their partner, but maybe not. And then after uni, they get the job, which may or may not be there. And And then with the job, they continue. And then they have the partner by now, by the way. And then they go, okay, so For some reason, I'm still not happy, and I can't figure out why, and we can't figure out why, even though we're together, and we're destined to be together, and we're in love, etc., And they go, we're still unhappy. I can't figure out why. Maybe we need to have a kid. That's what it is. So they have a kid and then they go, no, no, that wasn't it. Uh, Oh, maybe we need a bit more money. Okay. And then they they get a bit higher in their job. They get a bit more money. And then they find out that, oh, actually, even though now we earn twice as much, we still only have 50 bucks left in our account at the end of the month. They go, we're still not happy. What's going on here? Then they go, okay, uh, maybe we need a dog. So they get a dog and then they go, oh, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Then they go, okay, we'll be happy when the kids leave the house. That's because, uh, I mean, the kids are ruining this, right? We we need our space, right? Then the kids leave the house when they're older, right? And they go, no, no, that wasn't it, no. And then they go, okay, it'll be when, reti- when we retire. That's when we're going to be happy. And then they retire and they go, oh, no, that wasn't it. Damn. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And then, you know, they lead a long life. They lead a long life. And then at the end they go, man, I wonder what it was. I wonder what it was that would have made us happy. I wonder what it was that we were chasing. All the effort we were putting into making the money and maintaining this life and maintaining the this, this script, maintaining our road, maintaining the path on this life that everyone told us that we should have. I wonder what it was that we were searching for all along. My question is, <laughs> have you considered that maybe it's not on that path? Maybe what you're looking for and cannot find isn't on that path. Now, I'm not saying that this is everyone. I'm not saying the script doesn't work for everyone, as I said at the start. Let's look at how look at how individual people are with all that individuality there are going there is going to be a vast number of people where the script functions well. The script works. they like the fact that they have a house. they like the fact that they have something to do in society. maybe they enjoy that job i I never believe people when they say that <laughs> maybe <laughs> some people do I know. Maybe they enjoy that life. Maybe they enjoy having the comforts of home, the comforts of having their kids there. Obviously, people enjoy that. The comforts of knowing what next Tuesday is going to bring. And I can see, I can see that that is true. However, when I asked my mother when I was nine years old or something, why do people go to work? Why do people do all this stuff when it doesn't really seem like that's the way life should be? She said, well, some people enjoy that. Some people think that that is the way, that is the way to lead an enjoyable and fulfilling life. And I didn't believe her then, and I still don't believe her. (laughs) No, I can see, I can, hmm, I'm hesitant to see, but I can see that some people enjoy that. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Mumbai. I haven't been to Mumbai myself, but what I'll do is I'll throw this out to you listeners. If you have been to Mumbai, if you know someone that's been to Mumbai, if you know someone that lives there, if you know something about Mumbai, if you want to go to Mumbai and you think, ah, when I go there, this is what I'm going to see, let me know and I will forward the message on. Okay, here we go. Next question from Robert. Good guy, Robert. We've talked in the past. And he says, hey, Hayden. Hey. Just finished the latest TSB episode. It really struck a chord, as most of them seem to. Thank you very much. In particular, your point about networking goes hand-in-hand hand with something that's been on my mind recently. I'm a uni student in my first year, and whenever I'm not too busy with coursework or something, I know what something means. Come on, I've been to uni. I know exactly what something means. Where were we? <laughs> I find myself getting frustrated and feeling stuck in one place. I need to travel plain and simple. The only thing stopping me is money. So I'm constantly, apart from the fact that you're in uni, actually, um, <laughs> but as we've seen from the last question, that is easily overcomeable. The only thing stopping me is money. So I'm constantly on the lookout for alternative means of travel, like voluntary work, which ironically seems more expensive than just traveling generally. I've often thought that what I really need is to get into the right circles to find new opportunities, either for travel or for a small job to fund future travels, which aren't particularly affordable on a student budget, although I am saving. I've never been much of a networker myself, so I'm pretty clueless, and I'm not sure where or how to begin and who with. Sorry for such a lengthy message. My main point is to ask if you might have any advice on something like this. Anything you could could suggest about learning how to talk properly, anything you could suggest would be incredibly appreciated. I agree. It does seem like travel can be expensive and money does solve a lot of problems. As I was saying last week, however, as I was also saying last week about Linus, you don't need the money to travel. (laughs) Like, look at what he spends. He just hitchhiked, hitchhiked into another continent, right? You can very much travel without money. You can travel on a budget. If you save up a couple of hundred bucks, you can travel for a very long time. And so and when it comes to the networking, right, what I would say is if you look at it like a skill, right, that you need to build, that's kind of that's the way I would look at it. So say example, say for example, that you're looking to become a UFC fighter. And in this analogy, UFC is is the, the ultimate fighting championship, by the way. It's like boxing but with kicks and jujitsu. So say you want to be a UFC fighter, right? So you wouldn't just <laughs> you wouldn't just kind of go, hey, I'm gonna go <laughs> Do you want to fight? You know, So you would, you would practice. You would learn the skills. You would do all this stuff. But the main thing is the practice, right? You could read about how to perform the best leg kick. You could read about how to, perf- how to perform an, a correct armbar. But until you practice and you get out there and do it, that is how you're going to learn. And I find it's the same with a lot of things in life, actually. Well, that's the way I learn anyway. So what I would do is see every opportunity with other people as a networking opportunity so when i'm waiting for a bus when am i waiting for a bus when i'm (laughs) uh, when i'm standing in line at a cafe or uh, maybe the atm is not the best place but yes, so standing in line at a cafe i always turn around i don't know why i do it to the person behind It's well it's easier but i turn around and i look at the person behind me i go hey How's it going? You know, I just start up a conversation. I, in England, I know it's a bit weird. We don't really do that. We don't really talk to people that are, that are near us, but you'll find in places like Australia and, and places like that, that it's, it's much more commonplace. I, not, not as much as I'd like, but yeah. So if you can, that first hurdle, that first hurdle is the, is the hardest. Just literally just turning around, taking out your earphones and saying, hey, how's it going? In fact, if you listen to this now, if you listen to this now and you're in a place where there are other people maybe you're on the tube maybe you're at a bus stop if you're at an ATM I wouldn't recommend this It's a bit weird but if, if you're in a cafe wherever like I would suggest pausing turning to the person behind you behind is always good I don't know why and saying hey how's it going my name's John and uh, what are you up to today oh no nah, it's a bit weird but yeah <laughs> so just say hey my name's John how's it going even if your name's not John we'll still be here when you get back so okay, so do this with me now so do that now, so pause now and then when you finish having that conversation you can come back, okay, pause now, yeah welcome back, how was it? was it fun? how much did you learn about that person? have you made a new friend? did you pause it? you didn't, did you? okay, okay, I'm going to do this again, pause it now and then come back okay, how was it? (laughs) you didn't do it again, did you? okay, anyway So that is that's the basics of networking. Once you do that, and once you do that once a week and then twice a week and then three times a day, then you get used to just putting yourself out there and going, hey, how's it going? You build up those skills. That is how to learn how to network. And through networking, you can get anything that you want. That sounds weird, but you can you can achieve anything you want. You can find the opportunities that can give you anything you want. There you go, that sounds better. Through that, you can build your own opportunity without having to look for external things. That's what I would suggest. Another thing I would suggest, which might be very, very helpful. I know that you're in the UK. So what I would recommend, if I were you, knowing what I know now, if I were you, right? Uh, What month is it? December? Yeah. (laughs) This this is me while I'm traveling. I don't even know what month it is. So what I would recommend is, maybe not over the Christmas break, but over the next break, right? Or quit uni. But (laughs) what I would recommend is, going down from wherever you are in London, I believe, go from London, take a flight to say Malaga because it's super cheap to get to Malaga, get to Malaga. It'll cost you like 20 bucks and then hitchhike to Orgiva and then hitchhike to Beneficio, the hippie commune when you're there. So all you need is 20 bucks for the flight, right? So when you're there, You'll have, take a tent as well, buy a tent. There you go. So say that's 60 bucks. So plus the 20, that's 80, right? So you have 20 bucks spare. So get a hundred bucks together, right? Get a tent, get a flight to Malaga and then hitchhike to Ogiva. Go to Beneficio and live there. Live there and talk to everyone that's there. You've already learned your networking skills. Do that in beneficio. You'll find the greatest and best people ever. You'll you'll find a different way of living. You'll find a new way that might spark some ideas in your head about who you are and what you want from this world. When I was there, I'm like, man, I want to live here and build a house. This is the life. This is the life that maybe this is the script (laughs) that people should be following. It's so much closer to nature. We are natural beings. We are just apes on this world. So that seems much more fitting as to what we should be doing. So I would definitely recommend going down to Beneficio spending, even if you spend a week there, but I think you could spend longer down there. Go down there, test it out. That will give you many more answers than I can give. And finally, I got this message last night slash early in the morning. (laughs) Uh, No name, but hey, Hayden, that's me. I've been an avid listener of your podcast since the start of the summer this year and absolutely adore the content you put out for all of us. Well, thank you very much. That's very kind. Awesome stories mixed in with excellent tips and personal entries of your own travels. Really gets me excited about life in general. That's really nice to hear. Thank you. I have yet to go out and travel really at all, unfortunately. I'm hoping to sometime next year. I just feel like travel is what I need right now to get me out of this rut I've felt stuck in for the past few years now a few years is a long rut. Like when does it, when does it become not a rut? Is it 20 years? Is it 40 years? <laughs> is it like 70 years of your life? And then you, you turn 17 and you go, Oh, I know what I need to do. So that's a long rut, man. That's a long rut. So, Yeah, as I said before, travel can be the conduit to finding out who you are. That's the main thing I always go back to, who you are. Because who you are determines the script that you should be following or maybe not following at all and determines how you, I I never like to use the word should, but how you should be living your life depending on what would fulfill you the most, what would give you the best memories looking back on when you're 80 and looking back and going, yes, I haven't wasted the time that I've had. If you imagine your life, your 80, 90 years as one week, people always say, what would you do if you had a week to live, a month to live? What would you do? Would you be doing what you're doing now, but on a smaller scale, you know, because you have to scale it down because it's only a week, 80 years in a week, right? Is that what you would be doing? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But if it's not, have a good think about what that would be. And then ask yourself, why is it that I'm not doing that now? Well, and and there will be, there will be obviously things that come up and I know I'll probably get some emails and some, not emails, obviously an email doesn't work so that last week, I'll probably get some messages about, yes, this is what I would be doing and not everyone should live a hippie life and not, and people like to work sometimes, I know all that, I know all that, right? But I think if you look at that, if you look at what would you be doing with, eight, let's say, let's say 10 years, 10 years to live, you have 10 years to live, right? However old you're old you are now, maybe you're 18, right? or maybe you're 17 and you want to join the 27 club, right? Is it 27 or 28 club? can never remember, right? <laughs> so what would you be doing with that time? You've only got that short amount of time. What are you gonna put off? What are you gonna not do? What are you gonna fill your time with? And yes, travel can, travel can be a conduit to that because when you're out there, as I've said many, many times, you find out who you really are when no one's around. So travel can most definitely get you out of a rut, but it also depends on where the rut is, is, is birthed from. That's the second episode in a row I've used the word birthed. So it also depends where the, where the rut comes from. Because it could be from a relationship. It could be from the job that you work. It could be from a lot of things. And travel may indeed be running away from those things. Right? And if you run away from... What's that lyric? Yeah, it's, you can change your clothes, change your hairstyle, friends, cities, continents, but sooner or later, your old self always catches up, always it waits in the wings. <laughs> yeah, so if you're running away from something that's that's not ideal. I'd prefer to run towards something <laughs> anything that anything that screams out truth truth about yourself, truth about your life, run towards that. Anything that seems like you're running away from something, I would run away from that. seems weird, but there you go. So yeah, I would suggest start easy, go camping for a week, you know, start easy and then see where it goes. And that actually reminds me, I was thinking when I was writing about, you know, I did that episode about how motorcycle uh, riding is like, Travel is a metaphor for travel, something like that. So I thought of another one. And it was actually one I thought of before I did the episode, where I thought, oh, that's really good. I should make an episode about that. (laughs) And I just forgot it. But now I remembered it. It was, um, oh, I forgot it again. Oh, no, that was it. So when you first get a motorcycle, imagine this as a metaphor. When you first get a motorcycle, right, and you, you first pull that throttle and you go in about 10 miles an hour. It's like, whoa. And then you go 30 and it's like you're white knuckle in it. You're like, whoa, I could come off any minute. This is kind of scary, you know? And so in the metaphor, that's, you know, maybe you, like I just said, you go camping for a week and it's like, oh, this is kind of, you know, this is different. This is, I need to get used to this. I'm, I'm far away from home. Even if you're just two hours down the road, I'm far away from home, you know? And then after a while, after a while you go 60 the first time you go 60 miles an hour on a bike man it is white knuckle in it you're just there like whoa, whoa, whoa there's so much wind like it's and then a truck passes you and you go whoa yeah so that is uh, again with the metaphor that's like maybe the first time in another country you know and you go man i'm really far away from home and now i'm gone for a month this is intense this, you know maybe i miss home a bit maybe i miss the home comforts and i'm starting to I'm starting to lose those fears, lose those fears of, oh, what might happen? Oh, I'm going to be really protective of my wallet. I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to research where I'm going. So that happens. And after a while, after a while, you're just whizzing down the road, kind of taking corners at 80. Don't do that. But you just, and you realize then you go, you're going 60 and it feels like you're going 30. Do you know what I mean? So that's like. That's like travel, you know, your first round-the-world trip, or maybe your first trip to Australia, your first trip to India. And like when you first started your travel life, your travel journey within yourself, it I don't know, maybe it was tough to go just down the road or to another state or to France or you know, by yourself as well, maybe. But now, now you've traveled quite a bit, it's like, yeah, I'll go to India. Yeah, yeah, no worries. No, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll walk. <laughs> You know, because it doesn't feel that hard anymore. And so for all the, for everyone that hasn't traveled yet, but does want to, I would, I would look at it like that. I would look at it like, okay, maybe I'll go camping for a week. Maybe I'll, Maybe I will, if you drive and you live in, say, for example, you live in the States or you live in England, right? So I'll drive to the next county or the next city or anything like that. Or I'll go down to London or I'll go up to Edinburgh and I'll just live there for a week. You know, I'll stay in hotels maybe, you know, that's easier. And just do that. Just dip your toe in the water, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and that's how I'd recommend to start. So that was another one I remembered for the motorcycle thing. Anyway, I'm rambling a lot today, rambling a lot. I had, some, I had way too much caffeine. So next week the topic is open, so please send me a message about what you would like to hear. Thank you so much, by the way, for listening thus far, <laughs> because this is, what, 45 minutes, something like that? That's a long time. That's a long time of me just stumbling around this room, rambling about stuff and saying stuff like, right then. So thank you so much. It does mean a lot. And so yeah, send me a message about what would you what you would like to hear. God, I need to learn how to speak, or just speak slower. There we go. So send me a message on Instagram at Backpack Digital, or you can text me or call me. I I always answer the phone. Plus forty four double seven four five double eight nine four seven two. If you want to hear that again, just press the back button. But yeah so next week oh man I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to at the moment it is Thursday I'm recording this actually on Thursday and tomorrow tomorrow I will be in the cinema <laughs> you know what I'm going to see tomorrow I'll be in the cinema in Malaga and I'll be watching Star Wars Los Ultimus Jedi <laughs> man I hope it's in English <laughs> yeah oh man I can't wait for that so tomorrow I, I am not reachable <laughs> and I'm, I'm most definitely not going to be on the internet because if i see a spoiler oh man i am not going to be happy so anyway until next week thank you for all of your messages and i will be happy to answer a load more it's been lovely thank you for having me (laughs) i shall see you next week